Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a minute and talk about a product that we both love and use, and that is Simple Spectrum Supplement. Simple Spectrum is doctor formulated and third party tested, and they use only the highest quality of bioavailable ingredients. So it is free of all the junk and Simple Spectrum was designed with our kids and their sensory needs in mind. So it is unflavored dissolvable powder that is free of gluten, casein, added sugar, soy, Basically, it's everything you want and nothing that you don't want. Another reason why I love Simple Spectrum is because they are a brand that really educates and supports families, and they're putting out products that parents can trust. They also just recently came out with a fish oil that is awesome. I will say that we've been using Simple Spectrum for a while now, and when we first started using it with Logan, we really noticed a difference in his overall focus and attention, and that is something that the whole time we've been using it, we have continued to see the benefits of. So if it's something that you're interested in trying, you can go to their website. And if you use the code AIA at checkout, then you will receive free shipping on your order. So definitely, I totally recommend it. And like I said, if you want to try it, you can use the code AIA and you will get free shipping. Now on to the episode. Hi everyone, welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 158. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. If it is your first episode, welcome. So happy to have you. And if you've been listening, thank you so much for coming on back to the show. And very exciting, Adventures in Autism is turning three this week. It was three years ago that I officially launched the podcast, which it's kind of crazy to think it's been three years, but it also feels like I have been like just doing this for (laughs) a lifetime. Um, No, honestly, more than anything, it it feels like three years has gone really quickly, Um, but it's, it's crazy to think back on three years ago, like me thinking oh my gosh I'm gonna do this podcast which honestly at that point I had already been thinking about it for like probably over a year at that point even longer um really like as soon as Logan got diagnosed um and yeah I I laugh thinking about that now because I I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing but the fact that like I did this back then is (laughs) just hilarious because I truly had absolutely no idea what I was doing but as I have said before I wanted a show like this and I couldn't find one and I knew that I couldn't be the only one with that feeling so I just had this little tug on my heart that was very persistent for a long time like I said I really did sit on the idea for a while and it just got to the point where I'm like all right to now or never I gotta do this and you know I'm just so glad that I did because having the podcast has been just such a gift to me. It's been such um, a wonderful outlet and the just building the community and and seeing, you know, people connect from the show, but just for myself too. I mean, selfishly, my my circle has grown grown much bigger um, just through this show. And it really has, it has just enriched my life in, in so many ways. And honestly too, when I think back on 
the the person I was and just the place I was in where I started the show. I mean, we were Logan had was diagnosed the year before, so I mean, it, it wasn't like it was that new, but I mean, it was it was still fairly new, and I was definitely still like kind of getting my feet wet and and figuring everything out and it's like I said in so many ways I still feel that way about you know the podcast but also just life in general <laughs> um it's just it's ever evolving and changing and yeah it's it's just so interesting to to look back and and think about all the incredible guests I've had on I really have been like so so blessed and truly every single episode has taught me something and I've taken something away from it and and learn more and I'm continuing to do that I've truly like I said every, every guest that's been on has taught me something and it's it's just amazing how even three years in I, I still feel that way every time I talk to someone there's just something I take away from our conversation that I resonates with me and and I just appreciate it so much and as always I just want to say thank you so much to you guys the listeners not gonna lie, as much as I love the show and it is, it really is worth it. It is a lot of work. And sometimes I do question like, oh my gosh, am I going to keep this thing going? Like how long is this thing going to go? Um, but then, you know, I'll get a message or I'll see a review or I'll get an email or someone will comment on an episode and it just, it reminds me why I'm doing this. And it really is like, it's so much bigger than me and so much bigger than Logan. It's, it really is so much more about a community and just giving support and hopefully, you know, encouraging and learning and just growing together. And that really does mean so much to me. I, I had posted earlier today on social media that, you know, my there there's so many things that I would like for the show, but like at the end of the day, all I really want is for listeners to, you know, feel supported and I mean, honestly, that that's about it. <laughs> and it doesn't matter what what position you're coming from. If you are, you know, a parent like me, if you are an individual on the spectrum, if you have a family member on the spectrum, I just want everyone to come to this show and not feel any judgment or bias. I just want it to feel like a safe, supportive environment. And that's what I'm going to keep on doing. So, like I said, thank you so, so much. It would be a wonderful three-year anniversary present if you would be so kind to leave a rating review on Apple Podcast. Um, I would appreciate it so much if you have, you know, anything you've been thinking about the show that you would like to put down in words. But also just tap at that five star really helps too. And then we can just keep growing it and keep, you know, anyone who is looking for a podcast like this, I would love for them to find it. And that is one of the best ways that they can do that and that you can support the show is by leaving a rating and review so thank you so much to everyone oh man three years what a journey um all right now to take a departure into this week's episode that opening was a lot of happiness and just good stuff um not gonna lie today's episode is gonna be tough um, very vulnerable for me, very honest. I mean, I always, I always try to be vulnerable and honest on this show. And I mean, I, I am, um, but what I'm going to, what I'm going to share today is something that is not fun and a really unfortunate, scary situation that happened just last week. 
And to be honest, I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about this on the show, but I feel like it has really affected me. So it's hard for me to, to not talk about stuff like that because I just feel like I can't, I can't just, I've n- I'm never like this. I can't just pretend like it's like business as usual and everything's fine. Everything's great because we, we did experience something that in many ways, like I feel different from because my, my eyes are, are fully opened and a little bit sadder, but wiser, if you will. Um, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell the story. I'm going to try not to make this too long, keep this more of a mini episode, but just to like put out the disclaimer, uh, last week, last Wednesday, we were having a a friend over, one of our friends from out of town. She's like an old family friend. She used to do all of our hair. She literally would come over and like cut and color my hair, cut Manny's hair, cut Logan's hair. <laughs> She's just an old friend. Um, she moved to Texas a few years ago and she was coming back to, for a little visit. So she was coming over and she was going to come over like later in the evening. And we were like, oh, great. You know, we'll, we'll make s'mores with the kids. Like, it'll be really fun to see you. Her name is Kate. So basically Manny had said, okay, Kate is coming over at seven and we'll do s'mores with the kids. And I'm like, okay, great. So right before seven, right before she was supposed to come over, Logan had had an accident and I was like, I'm just going to take him upstairs and, and change him and I'll put his pajamas on since it's getting late anyway. And we're just going to do s'mores. So I took him up. I, as I'm in the bathroom with him, I, I heard Kate come in, Manny greets her And I'm like, oh, great, Kate's here. And then I finished, you know, getting him changed and and dressed. And I had to go to the bathroom then. So I sent him downstairs knowing that Kate and Manny were downstairs. And I I heard her say, hey, Logan, and was happy to see him. And, you know, I, I, you know, quickly just finished going to the bathroom. I went downstairs. I had grabbed jackets for us because it was, you know, getting a little bit chilly here. And our, our backyard has like steps to get down. So I, as I was coming down our, our steps, like from the the first floor to the, or from the second floor to the first floor, I saw Manny walking down the steps outside. Um, at that point I didn't see Logan, but I just assumed he was with them. So I went outside, I went and gave Kate a hug, greeted her, and we were starting to kind of get the s'more stuff together. And then Manny goes, where's Logan? And I said, he's not with you. He didn't come out with you. And he was like, well, he, he started to, but I sent him back inside to get his shoes. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm like, I I didn't see him when I was inside, but he must've gone in the basement. That's like Logan's hangout spot. And he's typically, if there's anywhere, if, if ever we don't know where he is, he's either upstairs in his room, watching his iPad in his bed or down in the basement playing, running with the ball, that kind of thing. So I said, oh, okay, well he must've gone in the basement. So I go back inside I go down to the basement. He was not down there. I go back upstairs. At that point, I saw that our front door, which has, we have like a storm door. And then we have like our our regular door, which has an extra lock. It has an extra like latch lock on it that Logan does not mess with. He does not know how to use the lock. Um, And also has an alarm. But since we had just welcomed our guests, we had welcomed our friend Kate, the door was open and the alarm was off and it was, there was just the storm door, which the storm door has a regular lock on it, but it does not have an extra lock and Logan can undo that lock. So I saw that the front door was open. I just like saw right out, 
right out through the glass into the storm door and I was like, hmm, I wonder if he went outside. Because, I mean, this is not something that we usually deal with, but it has happened before where if he has a moment where he sees the door is open, <laughs> he will want to, you know, run outside and either really normally he would just run. He, he likes to sit on our front porch or just run in our front yard. So I went and peeked out, did not see him on the porch, did not see him in the front yard. We also have this like big kind of grassy, we live on a boulevard. So it's like sort of a grassy area right in front of our house. He was not there. So I was like, okay, he must've gone up to his bedroom. So I go up to his bedroom. He was not in his bedroom. Everything else on the second floor was locked. So it, it was not all, we keep all the bedrooms locked again with the latch locks that Logan can't use. So at that point I did start to panic a little bit, but I, I thought maybe he did come out with Manny and he just didn't see him behind him because there are a couple spots in the yard that Logan likes to kind of sneak into because they are areas where he likes to eat the dirt and he will kind of be hidden in those spots. And I thought maybe he's like around the corner and our yard is fenced, but we have this one little spot where you, you really couldn't see him if you were like standing where Manny was. And I was like, maybe he did go down there. So I run back outside and I go look in that spot and I'm like, Manny, are you sure he didn't come out with you? Because he's not in his room or in the basement. And he was like, no, he, he went back in. And I'm like, okay, well, you need to come in and help me. So he comes inside and starts to go downstairs. And I said, I, when I came in, the door was open. And he was like, well, I had just let in Kate. I, so I hadn't, I hadn't relocked it and we were just going to go straight outside. So as he's going upstairs, downstairs, I go back outside and I just am like looking, we live on like a pretty open street. So it's like, I can see quite a bit. And I go next door because my neighbor was sitting on her porch. And I said, did you see Logan, our little boy run out? And she goes, no, I didn't see him come out. But I thought I heard him a couple minutes ago over in, in this direction and points like down the corner. And then I thought, oh, shit, he left the house. So then I panicked and I bolted to the corner fully expecting that I was going to turn the corner and see him right there because I was the direction where she said she saw him. And at this point, then Manny had come out of the house and he's kind of trailing after me as I'm literally like racing to the corner. And I get to the corner and I do not see him. And my heart just sunk and I turn around back to Manny and I said, you need to get in your car and go around the neighborhood because she heard him. So we know he's outside. I said, you need to go around the block and, and see if you can find him. So he runs out, goes to the car. I run up the other side of the street thinking, okay, maybe he, you know, made a lap around. Um, we live in like a really, a very like safe, you know, area, but, um, I just didn't know obviously where he was. So I was just trying to, you know, your brain like doesn't always work so great in those moments too. So I'm running up the other side of the street and, once I got to the other side of the street, Manny had made like a whole kind of like loop around our block. And he was like, you need to call the police because I don't see him. I'm like, okay. So I didn't even have my phone on me because, um, like I said, I had just gone like upstairs, downstairs, outside looking for him. So I, I ran back into the backyard where thankfully Kate was there, you know, with, with our, the, our girls, they were jumping the trampoline. And I was like, Kate, I'm trying not to freak out right now. I was like really trying to hold back tears, but I'm like, we don't know where Logan is. And like our, my neighbor heard him outside. So we know he went out, um, but we can't find him. I'm like, Manny's, you know, driving the car. And I'm like, I need to call the police. And she was like, okay, what can I do? I'm like, just stay with the girls. 
So I, I call the police. I'm just talking to the, the dispatch and she was asking me like, are you sure he's not in the house? Are you sure he's not in any rooms? And at this point I knew he wasn't because my neighborhood said she heard him. But at the same time, I'm panicking. And like I said, I'm not necessarily thinking straight. So I'm just going through the, the house again, going through all the rooms again and telling her no. And she's asking me like, is there certain places in the neighborhood that Logan likes to go to? And I'm like, no, no. But the thing is, is we never, he's never out in the neighborhood without us. So it's like, I did, I had no idea. I had no idea where, where he would want to go because when we're together, I mean, we always like walk to the park or whatever, but he, he's really never done this before. So I just hadn't, I didn't have a lot of answers. So I go back outside. I, at this point, I've seen Manny circle the block a couple times. And like I said, Kate was coming over at seven. So this happened like just, just after seven o'clock. So it was starting to get dark out. And like I said, we live in a very safe neighborhood, but we do have a pretty busy street that's just like a few blocks from us. There is kind of like a, a path that like leads right to that street. So I start looking out at that street at the cars, you know, speeding by. I think the, it's like a 40, 40 mile an hour speed limit or whatever. And like I said, it's getting starting to get dark. And that's when I started to freak out. So I was, you know, still speaking to the dispatch. Anyone that walked by, I was like, have you seen a little boy running, running out here? He's by himself. And everyone's like, no, but I'll look for him. And like I said, it was getting dark. At one point I thought I might've seen him, but it was another kid in our neighborhood. We have tons of kids in this neighborhood. And I, I was, I, yeah, like tears were flowing. The, the dispatch woman was very kind to me, but she's like, Megan, you got to hang in there. Logan needs you. He needs you to be calm. And she's like, don't worry. The police are on their way. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But like, where's Logan? Like, I just need to find my kid right now. So at this point, my, my neighbor who had initially said that he'd heard him, um, it, it was his wife that said she heard him outside, but then my, her, her husband, my, my neighbor came up to me and he was like, he's like, we, we definitely heard him again down this way. So we start racing back down the street again. And again, in that, in that same direction that we'd had it initially, but I, I, st- I was not hearing anything. I wasn't seeing anything. I'm telling the dispatch. I'm like, I, my neighbor said he heard him again this way. So I'm going down here. At that point, I did start to see a couple of police cars, like get into our neighborhood. So like they had, they didn't like come right to the house. They were just like immediately started like patrolling. And pretty much right after I saw the police car, I heard Logan. I heard one of his like happy, shrieking, loud sounds. And I told the dispatch, I'm like, I heard him. I heard him. He's over here. I still couldn't see him at that point. And then just as I was like saying this to her, I like right from around the corner, I see this like happy flailing, jumping around kiddo, just thinking this is the best thing that he's ever done. And then I, when I, as soon as I saw him, I was like, Logan, Logan, come over here. And he did. Thankfully, he started coming right towards me and he had this big smile on his face. He was just laughing. And of course I am like sobbing hysterically. I run towards him. I grab him. I'm telling her, I'm like, I found him. I found him. He's okay. He's okay. And he was not a scratch out of him, like completely safe. Thank God. And just about then one of the police officers came around the corner and I, I was like, I found him. This is Logan. And he was like, okay, I'm going to meet you back at the house. We'll, we'll just go, we'll go have a, have a chat. And Manny was still in his car driving around, but he came right up to the corner and I was like, I found him. I'm, you know, still like hysterical. So we all go back to the house and the one police officer came in. Another one kind of like stopped, stopped in just to say, okay, everything's good. And then he left and 
Um, then another police officer came and it was actually, so I've, you know, talked about how Logan is in a, a self-contained classroom and one of the parents in his classroom, one of the dads is actually a local police officer. And I, I know him, we've been on field trips together and, um, I've been to like other like local events with him and he is just a, a really, really sweet guy. And he came, came right up to the house and immediately, of course, I recognized him even with the mask on and I was already emotional at that point but you know it's like you see someone you know a familiar face a comforting face and somebody who understands because his his son also has autism like I said he's one of Logan's classmates and he was just like Megan this is the kind of stuff that keeps me up at night this is my biggest fear and the 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 last event that I had seen him at actually the one where I had met Jenny McCarthy how I had gotten her on the podcast it was with the Elgin Police Department and they were doing this initiative, this like friends and family finder program, basically for anyone who like is, you know, intellectually disability or developmentally disabled, or even someone who, you know, has autism, but is not non-speaking like Logan, or they also were doing this with like elderly people, like just to get their info and, you know, address and everything like that registered with the Elgin police department, um, which, if you have something like that in your town, I would encourage you to sign your child up for it. If you don't, I would maybe suggest it because I do think it's a good program. It's like this dad was saying, he's like, it's not perfect, but it's a start. He's actually working on a kind of more comprehensive program to, you know, help caregivers and loved ones if if, if there ever was, God forbid, an, an issue like this again where they could find them more quickly. Um, but yeah, at, at that point we were just like, I mean, obviously so thankful that, that Logan was back with us and we kind of finished up talking to, talking to the police and they were all just, you know, happy that he was safe and sound and, and they left and it was getting late at this point. So (laughs) it was pretty much time for us to, you know, go to bed. And I was, I mean, my adrenaline was just like through the roof, my emotions, my just everything. I really did feel just wrecked from this entire situation. And I mean, I still partially do, but I I really did like feel that horribly for, for days. And if any, if this taught me anything, if this can teach any listeners, anything is that you, you really just can never be too careful. Like I said, we have locks on our doors, we have alarms on our doors, but it's like, there are going to be those moments where your defenses are down and so what do you have then so right around right after we found Logan I started getting text messages from some of my neighbors who I'm friends with um one of them was had texted me because her she had was coming back from soccer and her neighbor texted her and was like we're looking for a little boy named Logan and she's like isn't that your friend's friend's son and so she texts me and she's like is everything okay and I'm like he's here we found him don't worry and then another neighbor of mine has a ring cam on her, you know, like one of those uh, doorbells on her porch, the camera. And she had, she texted me like, again, this is right after we found him. And she was like, I got a notification for my ring, but I didn't look at it right away. And then she's like, as soon as I saw, I looked at it and saw it was Logan. She's like, I raced to your house. But then I saw you guys, you know, inside with the police officers. And she's like, I'm just so glad he's okay. She ended up the next day sending me the footage from the ring cam, which was kind of funny because it was like Logan literally looked like he was like coming over for a play date like he got right up on their porch was like right in the ring cam it was 
yeah, I, I will, I will, I will post some pictures of that. Cause that's like all I really have of this whole ordeal. Um, and the interesting thing too, is I, I thought this was like 45 minutes. I thought he was gone for ever basically. Cause that's how it felt. Um, but when I looked back at my, my dispatch call, when I called the police, it was 11 minutes long. And like I said, I had found Logan like at the end of that. Um, and then just with my friend's ring cam, it has like a, you know, a timestamp on it. So this, this whole thing was probably about 15 minutes. Um, probably a little bit less than that, if I'm being honest. I don't have like exact times because we don't know exactly when Logan got to her house. We don't know if he went right there, but she lives like right on the corner from me. So she's very close by. Um, but just trying to piece all of this together and it was it was crazy when I looked back at that call and saw it was 11 minutes long because in my head it was like an hour and a half. I mean, it really, it felt like he was gone for forever. Um, but I mean, truly, like, every second is is precious in a time like that because, like, as, as I was saying, it was, it was starting to get dark out. We have a busy street right there. The street that we found him on, it's, it's basically, like, right at the end of our street but then the, the cross street that he was actually walking on. He was coming from the other direction, but, like, a a block or two down from there is a pond and Manny didn't tell me this until the next day, but he, when he first, when the police officers were first getting into our subdivision, he said that he heard one of them say to the other one that he was going to go check the ponds. And honestly, that still like gives me just a cold sweat and just this awful feeling of dread, like pit in my stomach because I mean, truly, like, we are so lucky that, that Logan was okay and that he got out of this experience unscathed because, I mean, in one direction was a busy street, cars whizzing by. The other direction, there was a pond that he could have gone in. And, I mean, I don't think the ponds are deep and Logan is a good swimmer, but you just never know. And that is not a situation I want to find out about. So we are really trying to use this as a lesson and just upping our security and just upping the ante with everything. So obviously we are, we're even more diligent than ever with using our locks and our alarms. We have had those just fully loaded, ready to go always since this incident incident. And that's our plan going forward. We also got a couple of blink cameras, which is just like the, they're like Amazon outdoor cameras similar to a ring cam, um, but it's not a doorbell, so you can mount it anywhere. So we have one in the, the front on the porch, one in the back. And the reason being, because my, you know, my friend who had the ring cam, it was, she got this notification that Logan was on her porch and she didn't see it right away. But at the same time, you know, if, if Manny or I had had that and you get this notification of like, you know, front door activity or whatever, we wouldn't have had those minutes of not knowing where he was because we would know that, he had gone out the front door. So that's just kind of like the first line of defense. Um, we are looking into tracking devices for him, which I don't maybe sounds a little extreme, but at this point I'm just like, I need the peace of mind. Um, the, the one that I, I would really like to get for him. Um, it's through a project, a, a nonprofit that is nationwide called project lifesaver. And it was actually, something that I had seen on past guest Deirdre Darst, her son wears one and it's, it's an ankle bracelet that is non-removable. Like it is, it cannot come off. 
And it is not like a GPS, like where you have an app and you can track it kind of thing, but it actually, you register with your police department. And then if we were ever to, if Logan were to get lost again, we would call the police and tell them. And then they use the sonar radar to track, to use the tracker. So they would find him right away. Um, and she had, Deirdre had talked about this on social media after they had, had an incident where they were out and they had lost their son and same thing. Like she, you know, it's just, you, you think, okay, what can we do to minimize this risk? Um, there are other options as far as like trackers. Um, I had a friend of mine who was saying that she has one that she can put in her son's like shoe or pants pocket. But the problem like that, the night that Logan got out, he had no shoes on and he was already wearing his pajamas. So he had no pockets and so it's like something like that. Like we're just, again, I'm just looking for as, as foolproof as I can get at this point. And I, I had talked to a few people who said that they have like, um, there's like watches that kids can have that have like a GPS, but again, he could take that off and, or it could be lost, that, that kind of thing. So I'm really leaning towards just going for it and getting the, the ankle bracelet just to, like I said, just minimize the risk as much as we can. I also did post on our, we have like a local Facebook page for our neighborhood. And I mean, I was so thankful for all of our neighbors for just that night for looking for Logan and our neighbor right next door who was telling me that they had heard Logan and people were just very kind and helpful, but we live in a big, big neighborhood. And so I just put up a post and basically said, you know, this is Logan he is non-speaking. He has autism. And I just said, if you are ever to see him alone, there is a problem. And I, you know, posted my cell phone and I asked people to, to save that post. And it, our whole neighborhood was very, very kind and supportive. A few people did say, oh, you should consider like a therapy dog. Or we talked about, yeah, like ID bracelets and trackers. And I told everyone like, yes, ID bracelets are great. And it's all, it's all a good thing. But I think the tracker is probably the best way for us to go at this point, just because we, we can, you know, minimize the risk as much as we can. Therapy dog would be amazing, but, um, that might be a little bit out of our scope right now. So maybe eventually that would be something we would look into. Um, but right now that's not necessarily where, where we're looking. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much the whole story. Um, I, I had shared on, social media last week because it's happened on Wednesday so I had just put up a new podcast that morning and I was just then the last the couple days after that just felt so heavy with all of this and and truly still do um but I just I couldn't I I was just still processing the whole thing and I, I did have a few messages from people being like I haven't heard from you you've been really quiet what's going on and so I I did I, I wanted to talk about it here first, though, on the podcast, because I feel like, um, I mean, this was just a really scary situation. So just putting up like a quick post where it can be kind of misconstrued, maybe nervous, and I wanted it to be like the whole story with all the details. Um, I still do feel pretty vulnerable talking about this. I also, I'm sure there are people listening that are, you know, judging me as a parent and thinking, oh my gosh, like, how would you let this happen? And all I can say is that this was, you know, a, not a typical night for us. We, you know, don't normally have guests over like in the evening like that. And like I said, there are going to be those times where your defenses are down and 
it's very unfortunate, but these things do happen. I have so many friends and just people I know. And again, having a community with people who understand means I hear a lot of stories like this. So I know that this does happen more often than any of us would, would like to. Um, and we just are, are so, so glad that Logan is okay and we're all okay. A little more stressed, of course, but, um, yeah, we, we, we made it through this. So I really appreciate everybody just listening and I am hoping that people can, you know, refrain from judgmental comments and whatnot, because, um, if, if you know me, if you've been listening to the show, you know that Logan is my everything as my, all my three kids are. And I, I, I do not, you know, look at his, his safety, um, lightly. We are, we use an abundance of caution in our home and we've always done that. We will continue to do that even more so now. Um, but yeah, it is, it is, um, definitely something that I was hesitant to get into my interesting stuff. After we found Logan and we're back at home, my friend Kate was like, Oh my gosh, you have to talk about this on the podcast. And at first I was like, I don't know if I can, I don't know. I I mean, I was, this was right after it happened. So I was just like, my head was completely spinning. I just felt like every emotion. I felt relief. I felt fear. I felt like sick to my stomach. I just, it was all over the place. And I'm like, I don't even know if I can get into this. And uh, like I said, a couple of days later, I, as I was starting to you know, still feel very, very, um, just unsettled with everything, but I felt like it was important to talk about because, you know, if you're listening and you, you feel like there are ways you can tighten up your safety, like, please let us be a cautionary tale for you. And, you know, don't let this happen with, with your child, just anything you can do to be safe and be careful. And again, like we're all going to have those moments, but if you can have your plan, then your backup plan, then your backup to your backup, whatever it is to just keep your child as safe as possible. Um, that really is like probably my, my main motivation for sharing this because I just really don't want any parent to live through what we did. Um, cause it, it really was, it was very traumatic. So that is my story. If anyone else has suggestions for safety measures, things that you do, things that have made you feel feel more safe with your child please let me know I would love to to hear about that but that is all for now again thank you so much for listening thank you so much to this amazing community and just for being there and listening all these years all three years it really is wild I think it's been three years um, I have many more wonderful guests coming up I am so excited for you guys to hear these episodes that I've been recording lately But that is all for now. So until next time, take care.